Uh, greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is love language. Yes, we're going to be talking about the different types of love language. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. Now, let's learn about the secret of love. Everyone don't show love the same way. That's the secret. Everyone may want to experience a different aspect of love or express their love from a different perspective. In other words, your partner may have a different love language. Now, they will show you their love, but you may not be able to see it or recognize it. You may be totally blind to this love. Now, yes, they're loving you and they're being loving in the way that makes sense to them. And most importantly, in the way that they were taught. Because people learn about love by watching their parents love each other, by seeing how their parents love them, and how their parents love other people, other family members. So if this is the type of love that they've been shown, this is how love was expressed, This is how love appeared to them. So this is the love language or the love style that they're going to acquire. So when you come into their lives and you're thinking that you want love one way, you're thinking that the way that you want to be loved is the same way that they're going to love you. Or the way that you express love or show love is the same way that they're going to love or express love. Or it's going to be the same love that they want to experience themselves. So it may sound a little confusing, but love is love, right? Right. (laughs) Love is love, but it is expressed differently. It is communicated differently. And people have different expectations about love. Now, a lot of couples do have miscommunication problems about love. They don't really know how to describe the love that they really want to their partners so they can get that type of love. They just assume that their partner is going to give them exactly what it is that they need and how they need it and when they need it. Unfortunately, this doesn't happen by itself. Couples have to be able to learn how to communicate with each other to teach each other the type of love that they want to experience. They have to be able to teach each other that. This is not something that's going to happen innately. Now, sometimes couples may get lucky and they have similar backgrounds. They have similar personalities. They're pretty much compatible in a lot of areas. So they end up wanting the same type of love or sharing the same type of love language, right? Now, but the majority of people may not have this naturally. They may have to acquire it through some type of communication or sharing their feelings. Now, when couples are not able to 
have similar love languages or they're able to learn each other's love languages and accommodate to provide whatever type of love expression, then they may have some problems. And this problem may lead to to the dissolution of their union. In other words, they may get divorced or they may become separated because they can experience a lot of frustration, a lot of disappointment, misunderstanding, anger or rage, depression, sadness. They can feel not supported. They can feel that they're all alone or they're lonely even though they are in a relationship. They may feel overwhelmed or misunderstood. When people don't share the same love language, these are some of the things that can happen. And couples tend to drift apart. They become distanced. They become cold. They no longer experience unity, love, joy, and peace. There's a lot of problems that happen when couples have different love styles or different love expression which translates to love language. They may have a lot of problems. Now, it's important for them to learn and understand their own unique love style or love language. They have to know who they are as an individual and they have to know what type of love language they prefer, what type of love language they've learned from their past, whether it be from their parents, from their family, from the community, from other people that they encounter. How how did that have an impact on them? How can you expect someone to know your love language if you don't even know your own love language? So before you can engage with your partner and give them what they want or ask them for what you want, you have to know what you want. So First step is identifying your personal love language. Now, after you find out what you want and what is your love language, then you can now try to understand or get to know your partner's love language or style. Now, a lot of people figure how are they going to do that because they don't have the resources, they don't have the information, they don't have the knowledge for them to kind of understand what is a love language. Now, before we get into the different types of love languages, let's find out how couples can ask certain questions in order for them to kind of get a better understanding of each other's love style. Let's let let's leave the love language terminology out of this. Let's just say love style or love expression, right? Now they gotta find out what they really want in a romantic relationship, right? Now you have to ask your partner, what do you really want in a romantic relationship? What are the things that you want to experience? How can you express this love that you have? How do you want this love that you have to be expressed? How do you express that love to others? How do you want others to treat you? What do you want them to do for you? How do you want them to do it for you? 
And once you ask these questions, then you can have a conversation about the answers. And the type of answers that are given will kind of give you an indication of what that person wants. You get a better understanding of what's their love language, love style, or love expression. Now, many couples will be shocked or surprised to see how different they are when it comes to their love language or love expectations. What you think your partner want may not be what they want at all. What you think they need may not be what they need at all. How you think they want to express their love may not be how they really want their love to be expressed. This is something that we can guess, we could assume, but we can be wrong. So the best thing to do is simply ask. Ask your partner what type of love style they have, what type of love expression they have, and how do they want to receive love? What type of love language do they want you to use? Once you find out about that, then you can start catering to their needs, their wants, and their desires using that particular love language. Now, there could be a lot of confusion surrounding the love languages. Couples may misinterpret or misread their partner's desires. Now, let's give some simple examples. Someone is asking for water to quench their thirst. And their partner is insisting on bringing them a plate of food to eat. Now, see, there there are specific things that are being requested. They are specifically asking for water. Isn't that quite simple? If your partner say, honey, I'm thirsty, could you please bring me some water? Now, how is it that that other person will bring them a plate of food? Now, didn't they hear or didn't they understand their partner's request? They specifically asked for water. How how did they misinterpret that? I mean, how did they not hear that? Right? So this is an example of how people will respond when they have a different love language. Even though the partner is asking for something, their partner may not necessarily hear or understand what they're asking. Even though they heard the words, they heard the statement, the comment, they heard the request, but they're not interpreting it the way that they should be interpreting it. They're hearing something else. They're hearing something else. In some cases, not that they're hearing something else, but sometimes... They just want to dismiss their partner's request and they want to do whatever they want to do while disregarding their partner's needs, requests, or desire. Now, this is what happens when people have different love languages. They have different love styles, different expressions. So they're talking, but they're not being understood. They're asking, they're making a request, but they're not being heard because they're using a different love language. It's just like speaking a different language. It's like you're speaking English and somebody's speaking Spanish. 
You're speaking French and they're speaking Russian. You're speaking Swahili and they're speaking German. You all are talking. Obviously, you hear you hear the sound, but you're not interpreting the words correctly. Right? You're you're missing it somehow. All right. Now there are other reasons why couples sometimes don't hear each other's requests. Let's just briefly go over it. They may do so for the following reason. Sometimes they lack understanding. They really don't hear. They, they they're listening, but they're not hearing. Or they're hearing or they're not listening. Okay, they're not really completely understanding their partner's request. That's the reason why they're not giving their partner what they're asking for. The other reason is ignorance. They don't know any better. They really think that it doesn't really matter. Like, oh, you're asking me for water, but it really doesn't matter if I bring you food. All right, arrogance. Sometimes they think that they know everything and that they know best, that their decision should be what is applied while ignoring their partner's request. Some people could be very arrogant, conceited, big-headed. They think that they're the smartest one in the relationship. Their partner is not as intelligent, not as bright. So whatever their partner is requesting, uh, you don't really need that. Why? Because I said so. Now, some people are stubborn. They believe that their way is the best way and they insist on it. Some people are just plain disrespectful. They don't value their partner and have no respect for them and choose to disregard their requests as insignificant. They just dismiss it. Some partners are just lazy. They don't want to put the effort or do the work to provide for their partner's requests or need. Others lack love. They don't care about their partner's overall needs. They're accustomed to mistreating, ignoring, abusing, or just dismissing their partner. This is a problem, right? Now, unfortunately, many couples don't know or understand the five love languages. So let's briefly discover them. Let's go ahead and just bring it out. Okay, let's find out what is your love language. Okay, what do you want to do to express your love? How do you want your partner to express their love to you? Let's start off with the first love language, act of service. Right, act of service. When someone's love language is act of service, they want you to show them love by doing something for them. Or they're going to show you that they love you by doing something for you. So it's an act of service. These people are all about action. These lovers want to show their love or have others show their love through the act of service. It's all about taking action to show love. It's all about action. These people don't want you to talk all day. They don't want to hear what you're going to do. They just want you to do it. These people don't want you to um, to show them affection. These people don't want you to hold their hands. That's not what they want. These people don't want to have, hear compliments from you. That's not what they want when it comes to love. They don't want you to do those things. They want you to show them they, in the form of doing something, okay? They want you to take care 
of certain needs, whether it be physical needs, mental needs, emotional needs, sexual needs. Okay, they want you to be involved in doing something. So if they love you, they're always going to find a way to physically show you that they care. Helping them with a task. You want to show them love? Help them with a task or an assignment. You can cook a meal, help them clean the house, help them do the laundry, go grocery shopping for them or with them. Give them a massage, get them a pedicure, a medicure, a medicure, okay? Do their hair, run them a bubble bath, fix the car, throw away the trash, help them deal with an illness by feeding them, caring for them, getting them medicine. Help them feel safe and secure. Accompany them to an appointment by driving. Right? Do personal chores for them. Make their life easier, more convenient, and comfortable. A person who wants to receive love and give love using the act of services. This is something that's very important. A lot of people don't think about that. They want to just talk. Some people don't want to hear talking. They just want to see you do, right? Now, we're going to go to the next love language, which is receiving gifts. Some people don't want you to clean up for them. They don't want you to wash their car. They don't want you to uh, make them a meal. They don't want that. What do they want? How do they give and show love? How do they want to receive love? They want to get gifts, These lovers want to receive material things or give material things to show love. They want their partner to put the effort to think of a gift that will express their love. It's not necessarily about getting the material object, but it's more so about what it symbolizes or represents. Now, the gift could be small or big. It doesn't really matter. The gift is to show them that you're thinking about them and their needs. They feel very special and important when you invest the time to please them by giving them a gift. And by giving the gift, that shows them that you know what they desire, what they want, and you know what pleased them. And you know that this gift will be appreciated by them and it's going to make them happy. All right? Now, By getting the gift, you're investing your time, effort, energy, and resources into obtaining something that is valuable and important to them. And by getting the gift, you're paying attention to them and you're listening to what they say and what they want. Sometimes they'll make comments, you know, I would love to have a ring. I would love to have a new bag. I would love to have a new car. I I need a vacuum cleaner and you're listening, you're paying attention. So you go and you don't tell them you're going to get it. You just get it and you do it. This individual, this is how they give love. This is how they show love and they want their partners to do the same. If you want to show them love, you got to get them something. You got to give them a gift. It may not have to be big. It could be something small. It don't have to be a fancy piece of jewelry, gold, diamond, necklace. It doesn't have to be a big car or a house. And it can be all that. It could be something as simple as a flower, cards, candy, pictures, computer, phone, clothes, hat, shoes, personal care products, little gadgets, 
whatever you think that they're interested in, this is what you get. Whatever you think they're going to like, whatever you think that has value or meaning to them. All right. So people who have this type of love language, that's what they do. They give and receive gifts. That's just the way it is for them. Now, some people don't understand that. They may label these people as being materialistic or superficial, or sometimes they may call them gold diggers or they're greedy, but that's not necessarily the case. You know, they probably were raised by parents who show their love by giving them gifts. And people in their family, this is how they express their love, by giving gifts. Now, again, it's not just about receiving the gift. It's also about giving the gift. So it goes both ways. They want to receive gifts and they also want to give. This is their way of showing love. And again, the gift symbolizes love. It symbolizes attention, affection, care, nurturing. So the gift is not just a gift. The gift has many meanings, right? We're going to go ahead and continue. Now, quality time. We have a lot of people whose love language is quality time. These people don't want you to give them a gift. These people don't want you to do an you know an act of service. You know, they don't want you to go uh, clean the carpet. They don't want you to do that. They just want you to spend quality time with them. Now, before we get started, now we have to note a difference between quality time and quantity. Now, they're not saying just spend time with them and just sit around, just be there and not being actively engaged. They want you to spend quality time. Quality means that you are engaged. You are present. You are in the moment. You are attentive. You are sharing. You're caring. You're loving. You're being there. You're not just in the house floating around somewhere. That's not quality time, right? So let's find out these people who show love and they want to receive love by getting quality time. These lovers are interested in spending quality time with their partners without no interruption, distraction, or any type of problems. It's all about having their partner's undivided attention, okay? They're not just trying to be in the same room or share the space. That's not quality time. They want to engage. They want to connect. They want to have that experience with their partners together. Now, sometimes, you know, they may want to engage in the following activities. It could be a planned date time. They want to spend quality time away from other people, maybe away from the children, away from family, away from neighbors, away from all the people who could take their partner's attention. Now, they may plan a vacation just for two, you know, have an adventure so they can spend time alone. Having time to connect, to be intimate with their partner. They could be physically intimate, emotionally intimate, sexually intimate, but they just want that quality time. They want time to talk and to actively engage in conversation that has meaning. They want substance. They don't want small talk and just things that really don't really matter. They want to get to the core of things. They want to spend quality time. They want partner to listen and understand their concerns, needs, and dreams. They want their partner to create the time, space, and occasion to be with them. Just to do the simple things in life. Just simple little things. 
You don't have to always take the vacation. You don't always have to go on a cruise. You don't always have to take a long drive to another state. Just the simple things like walking in the backyard, watching TV together, planting a garden, going to the movies, going out to dinner, going to a show or the theater. Simple things. They just want to spend quality time. These people, they don't want the diamond. They don't want the gold. They don't want, you know, for you to spend a lot of money on them. All they want to do is spend quality time. And a lot of people just don't understand that. A lot of people, it's easier for them just to give things. They can give money, give gifts, but they don't want to spend quality time. So if you have someone who have this love language, they won't be satisfied with anything else. They will be satisfied only when you give them quality time. And also they want to give you quality time. That's what they want, right? Moving to the next one, words of affirmation. Now, this is a love language. This is a love style. This this is how people want to express their love, show their love, or receive love. They want words of affirmation. These people are not really about you doing. It's about what you say. It's about what you're talking about. All right? These lovers want to receive love in the form of language or words. They want to share and exchange words of affirmation to express their love. They use communication as the way to show love or receive love. They basically need a verbal cheerleader, motivator, or influencer on their team. They tend to feel good or be inspired by words of encouragement. They want to hear words that reinforce their worth, their beauty, their talents, accomplishments, their intelligence, what's happening in their career, their education, their qualities, how they're generous, their generosity, and their kindness. They want you to just tell them all the wonderful things about themselves, all the wonderful things that are going on in their lives, right? Now, let's just go ahead and give some examples, all right? It could be sending them love songs, you know, that's a way to share words of affirmation. Some couples want to share music, all right? This is how they express their love for each other. This is how they show their love. They will send each other music. They'll sing to each other or they'll write music for each other. They'll write notes to each other. They'll email each other, write letters, texts, and even poems, okay? Now, they'll give verbal acknowledgement. They're the people who will say, good morning, beautiful, They're the ones who will say charming things, right? They'll say, thank you, please. That's positive affirmation, words of affirmation. They'll show gratitude and appreciation through words. They will say, I love you on a daily basis. Or they're constantly telling you, I love you. Not just once a day. They could be telling you, I love you every hour. Every time they see you, they could say, I love you, I love you. Right? They love compliments. They want you to compliment their appearance when they look good. How attractive they are. How fit they are. How desirable they are. Right? They want you to say things that make them feel good. Right? Now, this type of communication can be verbal or it could be written. And it could also be even communicated through body language. 
You know, these people want you to smile a lot. They want to see positive body expression. You're smiling. You have a warm posture. You know, you're welcoming, you're nurturing, you're loving with your expressions. Sometimes it don't necessarily have to be just the words. It could be just how you're carrying yourself overall, that you're being positive and affirming, right? Now, sometimes some people could say this is too much, that this is not something that they can do all the time. They're not going to say all the right things all the time. They're not going to be able to keep up. And the reason why they say that, because this is not their love language. This is not their love style or love expression. So they think that this is just too much or doing too much, but it's not. And if this is not your love style and your partner has this type of love style, if you really care for them and you want to be with them, you're going to make the effort and you're going to do some of these things. You don't have to do all of it, but you could at least do some, right? Moving on. Let's move on to physical touch. Now, these people, these couples, you know, their love language is physical touch. They don't want to really think too much about quality time. They're not talking about buying gifts. They're not really dealing with positive words of affirmation. They're not wanting you to do any act of services. They want to spend quality time physically touching you. That's what they want. They want physical touch. These lovers want to receive and express love through physical touch. They want to be physically intimate with their partners to communicate how they feel. Now, this is not just about being sexually expressive or engaging in sexual intimacy. Their focus is primarily on showing and receiving physical affection at the appropriate time and with the right intensity. Now, these individuals can be very passionate, sensual, and sensitive. They can engage in the following activities. They like to hold hands in private and in public. They like to send kisses and, you know, and cuddle and hug and snuggle together. That's what they like. They love to physically touch each other. They get very close to each other physically. They like to sit next to each other. They can get as close as possible. Every chance they get, they take advantage of it. And they love to be in each other's personal physical space. There's no distance between these people. Now, they don't like to be physically apart, distanced, or separated. These couples, you notice when they sit, they always want to sit right next to each other. When they stand, they tend to stand right next to each other. There's no distance between them. And sometimes they like to groom each other, fixing each other's hair, straightening each other's clothes, touching each other's face, rubbing each other, patting each other on the back or patting each other on the butt. Sometimes they like to caress and touch centrally. All right. Now, these are the people who love to be touched. Now, we do have some people who don't want to be touched. They don't like physical touching. Maybe they were raised in a family where they really didn't have physical affection displayed or expressed. Maybe they didn't see their parents kissing each other, hugging each other, and being close like that. So this is not their love language. But then you have the opposite. Some people, this is how they were raised. They witnessed their parents 
practicing physical affection and being physically intimate. The whole family is touchy-touchy. And this is how they show love. And this is how they want to receive love. Right? It's really not a problem. But if it is a problem, then they have to find a way to work around that. Maybe they can be physically affectionate sometime. Maybe they don't have to be all the time if it's a problem for their partner. All right. All right. We're going to go ahead and continue our conversation. So hopefully the listener, you, the listener, have identified by this point which love language you have. Which love language do you have? What do you do? What is your love language? This is something that you have to figure out, right? Let's continue. Now, some people have a combined love language. They may want to use these love languages at different times, season, or periods in the relationship. Now, in the beginning or the start of the relationship, they may be using one type of love language. Maybe they like physical touch and receiving gifts. But after, say, about six months, maybe they may switch to act of service and quality time. Now, after they get married, maybe they want to, you know, use another combination of love languages. They may change entirely. It all depends on the person. Now, some people can keep one type of love language from the beginning of the relationship throughout the whole relationship. Now, other people may use different love languages simultaneously at the same time. Sometimes they can have a two or three combo. They can have words of affirmation. This is their love language, okay, to include physical touch. And you can add the act of services. It all depends on the couples. This is how they want to do it. Depends on how they want to do it. And they, you know, they can do whatever they choose to do. Nothing is fixed. Nothing is permanent. People can have different needs and different desires at different periods in their life. All right. So when you're younger, you may want to use a certain type of love language. As you get older, you may use a different type of love language. Okay. Now, when you're single, you may use a certain type of language. When you get married, you could change to a different type of love language. When you're sick, you may want a different type of love language. When you're healthy, you may use a different type of love language. It all depends. Okay, let's let's find out what's going on. Now, some people are uncomfortable with certain love languages. And they're not accustomed to receiving or giving love in that way. They may have to find different ways to show and share love that communicates to their partner what they feel. Now, this definitely requires a lot of effort, work, and energy to adapt to your partner's love language. The easiest way to know your partner's love language is simply to ask them. Simply ask them, how can I show you love and appreciation? What's the best way to show you love? This is what you ask them. And they will give you an answer. Now, it may not be the answer you want to hear sometimes, but they will give you an answer if they know. Now, some people may not be willing to use their partner's love language to express or share their love. They may have a problem that hinders or prevent them from doing what is requested. Let's give an example. 
All right. Now, someone who is extremely busy, they're unavailable. They're distracted and preoccupied. You know, maybe they have a lot on their mind. They may not be able to provide quality time. They may not be able to do it. So if their partner's love language is quality time, you know, they can receive the quality time, but they may not be able to give it back. It all depends on what they're going through at that time. All right. Now, some people, it all depends on what they consider to be quality time. Again, we're not talking about quantity. All right. We're talking about quality. Some people want quantity, not quality. Some people want you to spend five hours with them. It doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. They just want you to be with them. Some people want you to spend the whole day with them. Some people want you to spend the whole weekend, the whole month with them. They don't want you to go anywhere. We're not talking about that. We're talking about quality time, not quantity, right? Some people, they could be sport fans and they don't have time, you know, to give their partners quality time because they're so preoccupied with sports. Some people could be very religious, religious fanatic. They're at church every day, at the mosque every day. They don't have time to have quality time. Some people are workaholics. They want to work all the time. Or they may have a large family, a lot of children, and they have to take care of their children need, and they may not have time to give quality time to their partner. So they may have a problem with their partner's love language if it's quality time. Another example, someone who grew up in an abusive household and didn't receive any type of physical affection. They had to become cold and detached to deal with their dysfunctional environment. Now, this person may have a hard time practicing physical touch as a love language. They may have a hard time touching their partners if that's what their partner wants. Or they may have a hard time allowing their partner to touch them, right? Another example, someone who is not verbally expressive or use uh, communication to relate their feelings may have a hard time using the words of affirmation love language. They may lack the creativity, skills, or resources to utilize the words needed to convey their own love messages. So there's different examples of people who just are not compatible when it comes to love languages. I mean, this is something that's common. This is something that happens all the time, right? Now, partners can always create their own unique love language that fits their personal needs and relationship goals. All right. So just because you cannot identify with one of these love languages doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're weird and you're different. Yeah, you're different, but the difference is not a bad thing. Every couple is going to have their own love language, their own love style, the way that they choose to show love give love and receive love. So you can definitely create your own love language out of these different types of love languages. You could kind of create a fusion or a combination, right? Let's talk about another love language that most people don't talk about, but it is definitely a love language that needs to be noticed. Now, the love language is emotional support. Now, these lovers want their partners to provide emotional support when needed, in the relationship, especially when they're going through a problem, a conflict, a difficulty or stress, right? They want emotional support. If you want to show these people who have the love language of emotional support, you want to show them love, provide emotional support. 
and how they show you love, if you're the partner, they're going to give you emotional support. Now, let's give some example of being emotionally supportive in a relationship. Listen attentively and giving feedback, you know, to show that person that you love them. They want you to listen and they want you to give them feedback. It could be nodding your head. It could be saying, yes, I hear you. It could be rephrasing what they say. It could be asking questions. You're present. You're in the moment. You're being actively engaged in the moment with them, giving them your full attention. That's what attentive means. Now show compassion and empathy. Show sympathy, right? You're, 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 you're there with them. You're connected with them on an emotional level. Validating partner's feeling. Telling them that they have the right to feel what they feel. Even if you don't understand why they feel what they feel. But as part of being emotionally supportive, you're validating their feeling. You're not telling them, hey, you crazy for feeling this. You're not judging them. You're not criticizing them. And you're not putting them down. You're being supportive, supportive, right? Now, supporting their dreams and their goals, all right? Emotional support is not just for crisis. It's not just for difficult times. It's not just for sickness. Being emotionally supportive is supporting that person's emotion, no matter what the emotion may be. If it's anger, you could allow them to express that anger in a non-violent, non-threatening, non-crazy way. If it's happiness, you let them express that happiness. If it's sadness, you allow them to express that sadness. Whatever they're feeling, you know, you're allowing them to vent. You allow them to just talk about it, right? And being emotionally supportive is also about supporting people's your or your partner's dreams and goals. You know, you're trying to give them emotional encouragement to do certain things, especially when they start experiencing self-doubt, insecurities, and they really feel inadequate. They like they can't do it. You're there to provide encouragement through emotional support. You're providing reassurance that, hey, it's okay. It's all right to feel these things, but you're not going to let those things stop you. You're going to still move forward. Encourage them to fulfill, fulfill their life purpose. You want to encourage them to fulfill their passion whether it be a hobby, whether it be a career, whether it be a desire. You know, if they love to sing, they love to dance, they love to write, they want to engage in public speaking, they want to have their own business, you're going to be there to provide that emotional support. Show understanding of what your partner is going through. If they sit there explaining to you how they feel, show them some type of understanding. Hey, I get it. Or I don't get it, but I understand you know, that you're going through something right now. Now, having partners' best interests at heart, you got their back no matter what they're going through. It's very important for your partner to know that you're going to be there, that they can depend on you to be there no matter what. You're not going to disappear in them. You're not going to go missing in action, MIA. You're not going to flip the script. You're not going to be moody and kind of distance yourself and be cold. You're going to be there, right? Now, being emotionally supportive is also helping partner build up their self-esteem, build up their self-confidence and knowing their self-worth. Being emotionally present and available to comfort them. Being there, even if it's just giving them a hug, if it's just holding their hands, if it's just rubbing their back, 
being there, being physically present, being emotionally there. You're not talking on the phone. You're not distracted watching TV. You're not on your computer. They have your undivided attention. Allowing them to build trust with you because you are there for them and they can depend on you. Now, building trust with your partner is definitely one way that they can be emotionally supportive. Now, showing patience and tolerance for partner when they make mistakes. Maybe, you know, it was an accident. Maybe it was not intentional. They did something that, you know, they weren't supposed to do. But being emotionally affirming is letting them know that you understand and you have some patience and tolerance because you know that they are work in progress and they're trying to do better. And that includes being forgiving and letting go of the past. A lot of people just don't want to let go of the past. They want to hold on to it for dear life. That's not being emotionally supportive, right? Now, help partner identify stressors and triggers. Now, if they're ready for you to help them identify those things, you do. But if all they want you to do is listen and just reassure them and encourage them, that's all they want. That's all they want. Don't try to force them to think about solutions if they just want you to listen. Help partner deal with emotional problems. If they're having outbursts or they're having negative emotions and they don't know how to deal with that, help them. However, they ask you to help them. However, you can help them. Help them deal with that. Sometimes it's just calming them down. Sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes it's just giving them a hug. All right. Connecting to partner on an intimate level. Connecting on an emotionally intimate level with your partner. It's not just being there looking at them and staring at them. You have to emotionally connect. And some people don't know how to do that. But it's just to be present and allow them to talk and, and really feel what it is that they're saying. Show them that you can, you can empathize. You can put yourself in their shoe. Now help partner change your perspective and remove tunnel vision. Help them to stay focused, all right? If that's what they want from you at that time, help them to do that. And sometimes they will ask for help. Now, if they don't ask for help, all they want you to do is listen, just listen, okay? If they don't ask for your advice, your suggestion, or resources, then don't give it. Now, if they ask, now along with the emotional support, you can give them advice, you can give them suggestion, or give them some type of resource, Allow partner to have alone time or space to recover and process everything, right? Some people, giving them emotional support is pretty much understanding that they need to spend time alone. They need to get away from everything and everyone. And you're not demanding or pressuring them to come back and engage and connect and be there. Just giving them that space is providing emotional support. Right now, tell them that you believe in them. Be their biggest supporter. Let them know. Listen, I'm right here. I'm on your team. I'm not going anywhere. Whatever you need, I'm here. Now, also being willing to be vulnerable. Right, sharing your feelings, your concerns, your weakness, and your fears. Telling them what happened to you and how you had to deal with something emotionally. That's being vulnerable. That's letting them know that hey, I've been there, done that, and I understand. Now show physical affection if they need it, if they want it, hold their hands, rub their back, cuddle with them, smile and be warm. All right. Restore emotional and physical intimacy. They need connection, right? A lot of partners are together. A lot of couples are together, but they're not together. 
They no longer share emotion and physical intimacy. The relationship is pretty much cold, right? Now talk about your feelings and emotions, right? Tell them how you feel. Tell your partner how much you love them and how much you care, okay? If you're happy with them, tell them how happy you are with them to be with them, right? Now this is part of being emotionally affirming and supportive. Now provide safe space to be heard and not judge them or intimidate them or force them to do anything that they're not ready to do. Now don't minimize their emotional needs. If they tell you they need this emotional support in this way, don't minimize. Say, no, you don't need that. You need this. Don't do that because they know what they want. They know what they need. They know what's going to work for them. If they're asking you, you can at least help them get that or give them that. Give them the space to vent. Sometimes people just want to get it out. Just listen. Recognize your partner, the stress. Recognize that your partner, they're experiencing a crisis. They're having a meltdown. They're having a nervous breakdown. Whatever it is that they're going through emotionally that's distressful, acknowledge it. Don't just minimize it. Don't just disregard it. Ignore it. Don't act like it's not there. Deny it. Don't do that. Some people like to do that because they're not in the place, headspace or emotional space to deal with their partner's emotional distress. They don't know how to react. So they act like it's not there. They act like it's not important. And they act like it's not real. It's something that they're actually making up. And that's not true. They're not making this thing up. It's the reality. But because of their own traumatic issues or low self-esteem or their own, you know, insecurities, their own fears, they don't want to deal with their partner's emotional distress. Now, we can understand we're not demonizing anybody, but, you know, if your partner is in emotional distress, in order for you to help them to be there to provide emotional support or any other assistance, you have to first acknowledge that there's a problem. You have to see that there's a problem. So we just basically talk about some of the ways that people can be emotionally supportive of their partners. Now, it's up to you now to choose which love language that you want to use to express the love that you have for your partner or the type of love language that you want to use to receive love. Right? Some people could, could use a, one type of language to show love, and then they may want another type of language to receive love. Some people may want to show their love by act of service, and they may want to receive love by having quality time. All right? And again, it could go vice versa. Their partners can do the same. They may want to show them love in one way, and they may want to receive love in another way. So it's up to you to decide which love language basically describes your love style or your love expression. What is it that you want to use? What do you want to use? Do you want to deal with the act of service? Does that fit your personality more, the act of service? If it does, then this is the style that you're going to adapt to. Or you're going to adopt it style. This is something that you're going to use. All right. Now, 
you have to find out if your partner wants you to show them love in that way or do they want to receive love in that way. It's very important. It's very simple. Now, do you want quality time or do they want quality time? That's something that you're going to have to find out. Okay? Do they want words of affirmation? Is that what they want? Do they want emotional support? Do they want receiving gifts? You have to have that conversation with your partner to find out what's best for you all in the relationship. Nobody can't tell you what to do in terms of which love language you should use. And another problem is that people tend to see other couples and they look happy and they look successful, they seem to have a healthy relationship, but you don't really know what's going on in that relationship. You don't know what these people are doing. You don't know what they're working with. You don't know what type of arrangement they have, what type of agreement understanding they have. You don't know. So you can't say, I want to be like this couple without knowing exactly the dynamics of their relationship. You don't know what type of love languages they're using. Now you may think that this person may use this particular love language. In reality, it may not. It may be something totally different. Now, because people tend to act one way with their friends, with their co-workers, with other family members. But when it comes to an intimate relationship, they definitely can do things in a different way or they may have different expectations. We don't know that. Now, Let's revisit these love languages. Now, these love languages are not just used in romantic relationships. These love languages can also be used in other non-romantic relationships. They can be used with friends. They can be used with co-workers, other family members, neighbors. They can be used with uh, members of the church. They could be used with members of different organizations, people who interact with people, people who have relationships. Anytime there's a relationship, it doesn't have to be romantic. People use different love languages. And that's the reason why some people sometimes, you know, they kind of jump to conclusion. They assume this person, this person don't love me. This person don't care about me. Why? Because, you know, they're not showing me love. But you really don't know that until you ask them. If they say they love you and they're doing certain things to show you love, but in your mind, because you don't have that love language, you could assume that's not the way that you show love. So it's important for you to communicate with someone, whether it's a romantic partner or a friend or a family member, when it comes to their love style, love language, or love expression. So you can find out what is it that they're doing. And some couples get confused because when their partner accuses them of not being loving because they're using a different love, love language, they're like, what are you talking about? I love you. I show you love. I do all this for you. And you're looking at them like... uh, I didn't ask you to do all that for me. I just asked you to give me quality time. I didn't ask you, you know, to open a bank account for me. I didn't ask you to wash my car. I didn't ask you to go buy me food. I asked you to spend quality time. 
I didn't ask you to write me that love note. I didn't ask you to send me that poem. I didn't ask you to, to play that music for me. I asked you to give me a gift. All right? So we have to find out how people are showing their love before we assume that they don't love us. Before we assume that these people don't care about us. These people, you know, are not really being engaging or they're not connecting with us. They're trying to and they assume that they're doing it, but they're doing it in a way that's not what you want or that's not what you're accustomed to, right? So it's important to have a discussion with your partner, with your friend, with your family members, co-workers, neighbors, whoever you're trying to share love, you're trying to give love or you're trying to receive love from. It's important to discuss their love language so you all can have an understanding or should I say a deeper understanding of what's happening. Because a lot of times people don't know what's going on in their relationship. They see people are acting up, they're kind of confused, you know, maybe they're acting a little irrational, erratical. They're like, what's going on? You know, we were good. All of a sudden, we're not good anymore. What's happening? And people tend to pull away. You know, they tend to kind of break down. And then they go into a hibernation state or, you know, they pretty much kind of move on, not understanding that this person really cares for them and the person has love for them, but they're showing it in a way that that person is not interpreting it as love. Right? Now, I said a lot. I said a lot. But it's important that we stop and just process everything, think it over, and pretty much look at your current relationships right now. Just stop for a second. All right? Take your time. Look at your current relationships and see the people in your lives what type of love language they're using. Look at your past relationships and look at the type of love languages these people are using with you based on what I've shared with you all, right? Now, look at yourself and look at the type of love relationship that you had in the past and look at the love languages that you're using now. Now, see if there's a difference. The love language that you had when you were 20, did it change at 25? Did it change at 30? Did it change at 40? Or are you still using the same love languages? Now, the most important thing to get out of this is that people do love their partners. They really do. And they want to have a healthy experience with their loved ones. They want to be able to share love and receive love. But sometimes there's a miscommunication. Sometimes people don't know how to do that. To get the other person to fully understand and to see what it is that they're doing, right? So it's all about communication. It's all about talking about your love language, your love style, your love expression. So both parties, both partners can get on the same page so they'll be able to grant each other what they need because if they don't get what they need of course they're going to have problems conflicts and they could be you know 
Sometimes they can just end the relationship prematurely when really they didn't have to. So please find out what is your love language. Find out what your partner's love language is. And you all come to some type of understanding and work towards just loving each other. Thank you.